Hey, Astros fans, we have an update on Jordan Alvarez. Oh, uh, sorry, I cannot actually tell you what the update is because I don't want to violate any HIPAA laws. Wait, we'll just wait for the GM to tell us and we'll talk about this on this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talks Stros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. And um, Brett's not going to be here tonight. I gave him a night off. I'm taking a night off on Thursday to go to rodeo. So I gave him a night off. And guys, uh, there's a lot to talk about. Luis Garcia made his start. Um, and we are, were all waiting to see what the delivery looked like, not just off the bullpen mound, but what did it look like in an actual game? And I'm really impressed. And we saw the Astros scored five runs in the first inning today. I know it's a spring training game, but still, it was very impressive. And there's so much to talk about. And we have a Jordan Alvarez update, not from Dusty Baker, but from Dana Brown. And we'll talk about that and more on this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. So don't. Uh, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. A FanDuel Sportsbook, it's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So, um, thank guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you go ahead and go YouTube, press that little button that says subscribe, and give us a big fat thumbs up and say that you liked our content as well. And go and listen to us on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Make us your first listen every day please and so it's rodeo season and everybody is here uh just going to concerts going to the the actual um exhibits or um just seeing all the the stuff that's going on with the rodeo going to the carnival i know the cook-off was this past weekend but you know what i love about the rodeo it's not going to all the concerts and doing all that stuff that means baseball seasons is around the corner. Opening day is around the corner. And guys, you know what? Opening day tickets, they are not going to be cheap. And I know a lot of people are already starting to hit the on sales. Mine is on Friday. I hope there's some tickets left over. And so I know that uh, if you want upper deck tickets, uh, it's going to be about $180 to buy those. It's it's The tickets are going to be expensive. Just remember, those are dynamic pricing for a team that just won the world series and you want to be there for opening day. So uh, just imagine if you don't buy it from Houston Astros, you're going to buy it on secondary market and the secondary market are going to be upcharging that. So hopefully you're able to get your opening day ticket. So you go out there and celebrate your world champion Houston Astros. So if you're talking about what the Astros are doing good uh, right now, you got to look at what Luis Garcia uh, did today. It, it was so impressive what he's done. He was asked this offseason to just kind of revamp something that he's done for so long, the whole rockabye baby. And he did. And I think he's going to become a better pitcher because of it. And I know Colleen said he looks better than ever. 
And I think so. I think he's going to probably have better control. I think that was more of a timing mechanism. Maybe it was something for off the hitters. Maybe it was a balk the whole time. And so I have, I have several hats around me. I don't feel like wearing a hat today. Um, but, uh, I just, I just think that Luis Garcia just looked good today. He pitched two innings. Uh, he had four strikeouts, only allowed one hit. And I believe he only threw like 30 pitches throughout the whole time. 21 of those pitches were strike and he didn't have any, any itch, issues with the pitch clock except for one time. He wasn't quite ready to throw a pitch, and so he was just like, oh, crap, what do I do? And so he was just like, oh, let me just go ahead and throw it. So let me see what the exact quote was after the game. And uh, it was like, what do you want to throw, Canna? A cutter. Another cutter? So you just, yeah, F it. Let's throw a fastball. And then that's what he said after game. Sorry for the word, but you know. So that was Garcia after the game, and he said it went good, and I felt great. It was just a good start to spring training. And Josh Miller was really impressed. He said his stuff looked like it held. It looked comfortable, and it was on time. It didn't mess up or anything, so it should be smooth sailing. And uh, Corey Lee, he's used to pitch clock. He's used to – he's came up with the minor leagues. We'll talk about the pitch clock in a second because it did mess up uh, somebody – fighting for the backup catcher, but uh, Corey Lee's used to pitch clock. And he said, it just, uh, it's just him kind of get used to everything, the rhythm of the clock and having, and knowing what Lewis wants to do in a situation. Sometimes, you know what, it just happens a lot this year, not knowing what's going to come. We might talk about something, have a predetermined pitch. If the clock's coming down at the end of the day, he looked really, really good good and was confident in all his pitches. So his stuff is going to be really good this year. I think he may be more under control. I think we could see a much better pitcher than the 15 and eight guy we saw last year with a 3.72 ERA. If he's able to maintain this delivery. So I think that Luis Garcia uh, just did awesome job today and uh, he so instead of doing the two steps like he did with the rockabye baby, he's doing one step and he's just going straight to the plate and it looked perfect. He looked just like a, a regular pitcher out there. And unfortunately, we all love the rockabye baby, but unfortunately, he had to put that baby to sleep. And because baseball said, yeah, we don't want that anymore. So I hope you got the memo and he got the memo because he wanted to pitch for the Houston Astros. So um, definitely uh, he was a big part to the Astros winning. Yes, it's a spring training game. It's not, uh, it's nothing to get too exciting about them winning eight to four, but there were a lot of good signs about this game. And one of those signs was um, the Astros having exit velocities of 104.7 from David Hensley's home run in the first inning. Corey Lee have had a opposite field, 101.2 double. Then Kyle Tucker had a 99.8 mile per hour hit. And then uh, Jake Myers had a 96 point, uh, 96 miles per hour hit as well. So you saw the Astros get onto Jose Quintana early to the game. They tacked on five runs to him. And this was a veteran guy. This is a guy that won a lot of games last year. This is a guy that's just working on his stuff. So a lot of times you'll you'll hear, well, uh, th- they are facing a minor league pitcher, and let's not read too much into this. No, this is Jose Quintana. This is a guy that the um, 
uh, who he played that today? It was the Mets. Yeah. The Mets uh, spent a lot of money to sign. And so this guy that had a, a comeback year last year. And so a lot of teams wanted him. And so for the Astros to do this and they ended up scoring what eight runs today. And they had a total of three home runs. David Hensley had a, a big home run as well. And they just, a lot happened in this game. They scored, they had 10 hits, eight runs, but this was a long game. How long? We'll have to talk about how long in a second and why was it so long. We'll talk about that in a second as well. But this episode is brought to you by FanDuel and FanDuel is, uh, is something awesome. It's a midway point of the NBA season and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's American's number one sp- uh, sports book out there because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's a bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from uh, your money lines to the point scorers and threes drained. Will Jordan Alvarez be ready for opening day? I'm sure there's some um, some uh, bets out there for that. And so I'm sure there's, will the Dodgers win the World Series without Gavin Lux? That he's out for the season. So there's so many different bets you can make out there. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger, even bigger payout at, with the same day, game day uh, parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel and the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. So everybody's here to hear about what's going on with Jordan Alvarez. Whatever you do, do not ask Dusty Baker. You know what Dusty Baker is going to say. He's going to give you some answer like, oh, um, let me see. Uh, have you, has he seen any additional specialists or anything regarding a hand? A reporter said, you know, HIPAA man, I can't tell you that. I love HIPAA. I don't have to lie. I could just tell you that. And when he asked if he had any updates on Alvarez, he said, same as yesterday. He's still not hitting. No progress yet. So luckily, we have Dana Brown, who is, unlike our previous two GMs, he's very open and honest with our information. And what he said, he said, um, Dana Brown said after the game, he said he should definitely be back for opening day. His hands were a little sore. He had some of that last year. We're totally confident he'll be in games somewhere midway through spring training. He's already feeling a lot better. I think sometimes what happens is you need a little rest without doing anything. These guys take forceful swings, especially him. He hit the ball extremely hard and takes a tons of swings. And sometimes you just have to lay off. So he'll be back at some point midway through spring training. That's about looking at the calendar 10 days away. So we are about 10 days away from seeing Jordan Alvarez back swinging maybe playing in some games for the Astros. So um, we have a manager who's quoting HIPAA, and then we have a GM that's just saying, oh, no, don't worry about it. He'll be fine. He'll be back in opening day lineup. Uh, He'll be fine. The sky's blue. uh, Rainbows everywhere. Everything's fine. 
So it's kind of wondering like what's, what's really going on here. So I don't know. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but at least it's good to hear some type of update in a positive direction for Alvarez because there's been, uh, I mean, we still don't know if Michael Brantley is going to be ready. Uh, we haven't had any positive, uh, like that. So, um, Colleen says he's too open. I don't know if that's a bad thing. Have you been around the Houston Astros for the past, what, five to six years where we don't even know what's going on with the players? And I, I mean, look at, let me give you some updates from around baseball right now. Uh, Tyre Glass, no. It has an MRI that showed a grade two, grade two left oblique stain, uh, strain. His timeline to return to game action is six to eight weeks. Is that a HIPAA violation? San Diego Padres starter Joe Musgrove breaks his big toe. He will miss the start of the season. How did he break his toe? He dropped a weight on his toe. Great job. Gavin Lux suffered a, tone, a torn ACL, and he did that, unfortunately, on the field, and he was trying to avoid getting hurt, unfortunately, getting uh, hit. So he's going to be out for pretty much the entire season. That's a big blow for the Dodgers. So definitely those are some big blows, but we know about those issues. I guess with something like Alvarez, it's not something that they're too worried about. It's just something that they need to rest for. So we'll see what happens. At least we knew what happened with um, Lance McCullers. I guess that's a positive there. So I'm not going to make too big an issue about this, uh, but let's go and move on to uh, Alex Bregman. Have you noticed that he has not appeared in a game? Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. The sky's blue. There's rainbows everywhere. Everything's fine. Well, that's actually not Dana Brown this time. This is actually from Dusty Baker. And Dusty Baker said that uh, he's going to make his debut on Friday. You might be saying, but Eric, it's Tuesday. Why is he going to wait till Friday? Just remember that Alex Bregman is not participating in the uh, WBC. He's going to be playing with the Houston Astros the whole time. So this is what Dusty Baker said. It's part of our plan. We've got time. We've planned it out before spring training, and I didn't want him to go all the way down to Fort Myers to play Boston on Thursday. So there's a plan. There's a reason. They don't want him traveling down (laughs) to play Boston. Uh, So, Basically, we're not going to see Alex Bregman in the lineup until Friday. How about that? So at least there's something, there's nothing wrong with him. And uh, Baker went on to say he is more ready now than he was last year. To me, he's in great shape. He looks good, moving good, moving well. I think he's going to have a big year. Hopefully, because I know a lot of Astros fans want him to get this extension. I'm sure he would love to have this long-term deal with the Houston Astros. And if he has a great year, if he goes back to that MVP caliber, he may outprice himself from uh, being able to uh, stay with the Astros long-term. So we'll see. Um, So let's see. Hey there, Eric. I was at the game. The Astros played. They're amazing. Yes. So Daniel said he was out there and that with, and they played really good. Yes. Um, Lux, Lux's injury looked awful. Hopefully he heals good and soon. 
I think he's going to be out for a whole season, unfortunately. So the Astros, I mean, sorry, the Dodgers might be looking for a shortstop second base. I'm not sure what he plays, but um, definitely let me see. Um, I don't know if Colleen's trying to uh, fake out the op- opposition this early in spring training, but uh, Dana is being too forth giving. Uh, so I think if this was in a regular season, I would totally agree with you, but I think this is spring training, man. This is spring training. This is just practice. Isn't that what Alan, Alan Iverson said? It's just practice, man. So um, I'm not too worried about things, but uh, you know who's went 0 for 2 today and proved he's human? Justin Dearden. So, but he did make a great catch today. But Dusty Baker said that uh, he does, uh, Baker said that he's probably one of the most impressive guys we have in our system. We're going to keep putting him out there. If he keeps producing, he's going to put some pressure on the guys. Just remember, I know we've been talking about him on the last few shows. He's not on the 40-man roster. There are plenty other guys who are on the 40-man roster, including J.J. Majevic and a few others who have had good at-bats. They've hit home runs. Uh, David Hensley's had a home run. We've seen uh, Jake Myers had some good at bats. So um, I think Durden could be up at some point this year, maybe not right away. So, but um, definitely uh, J- Jason Bell, we've had him on podcast before. He said he's a low key personality wise. He's always calm, under control, not flashy. It's very simple. He's the simple guy and he plays that way and he just executes whenever you need him. Before you know it, you'll look up and he's three for four with uh, with two doubles. It's kind of under the radar way he plays. And so I think you're going to see him at some point probably be one of the big, maybe the fourth outfielder for the Houston Astros. But there are people that are currently standing his way. Don't forget about uh, Bly Madris. Uh, he is on the Astros 40-man roster. They want to see what they have in him as well. And J.J. Medjevic, like I talked about already. So uh, Dearden has a good future with the Houston Astros, but uh, he is 25 years old, So, but they're going to give him some time. And he only played a little bit of time in AAA. Just like Pedro Leon, he may need some more uh, time in AAA once uh, Leon gets healthy, of course. But so I don't expect to see him. But at the same time, if he keeps on hitting, he has this effortless swing and the ball just like explodes off his bat. He doesn't even have to swing hard. So uh, we can see what happens. Um, I mean, if he keeps on hitting home runs left and right and doubles and mashing the ball like he's doing, we'll have to see. He's going to put a lot of pressure on Dusty Baker to bring him up at some point. But he will be Rule 5 eligible this December. So they will have to add him to the 40-man roster. So if nothing else, they do have to do that. So uh, don't forget that Wednesday is Hunter Brown Day. So what can Brown do for you? Well, we're going to find out soon. And I'm so excited about Hunter Brown. And I want to see what he can do as a full-time starter. And uh, I want to see how – I mean, I know they're only going to let him go two innings today. and But or, oh, I guess Wednesday, tomorrow. But – I'm excited to see what he can do as a starter. I know they're going to stretch him out two innings this time, maybe three to four next time, see how the, how he does. But this is his chance to shine. Last year, he only got a, a, cup, a handful of starts. 
this is his chance to be a starter, especially with Lance McCullers um, out for the short term, maybe long term. We'll see what happens. But uh, then we already talked about uh, to death yesterday that uh, Brett and I argued about Force Whitley versus Brandon Belak. And there could be some other options, but who knows? The Astros can go out there and look to see who's on the free agent market just to bring in a backup. So we'll see what happens there. But Framer Valdez will make his great be grapefruit league debut on Thursday, uh, against the Cardinals. So that would be awesome as well. So, um, there's a lot going on with the Houston Astros and you saw some of the young kids have some good at bats today. Uh, Cesar, uh, Salazar, he had a big home run, Jordan Brewer, who's trying to learn how to uh, play first base. Um, I know he played a lot outfield. He was a, a third round pick. He had a home run, and um, uh, Salazar hit a home run off TJ TJ McFarlane as well. So these guys hit late inning home runs to add in, on three runs. So you saw a lot of offense today. So let's actually kind of look at today's game. So you, you had Luis Garcia have the two innings. Then you had, I believe his name is Austin Davis. He came in and pitched a clean inning. Uh, Anoli Paredes came in. You had Tamaris come in. Uh, he gave up. I actually uh, snuck it. Um, I was actually watching a game at that time, and he looked like he got hit around a little bit. He gave up three runs on two hits. He did have three walks. But I did tease this earlier. The game was three hours and 20 minutes. Why so long? Because there was a total of, what was it, 17 walks? I counted it up earlier. Yeah, there's 17 walks. So if you're going to have a lot of players walk, yeah, you're going to have uh, like four ball counts and you're going to have uh, full counts, a lot of that situations like that. So unfortunately, that was the case in this game. And so you had the Astros walk seven batters, which means the Mets walked 10 batters, no, oh, eight batters. So I guess the numbers are wrong. Um, so, you know, that's 17. That's right. Uh, no. That's 16. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, so I thought there's more, but I must have miscounted. But uh, so uh, there's a lot of walks in this game. There's a lot of hits, 10 hits on both sides. So, um, oh, actually, four, uh, five hits on the Mets side. So there's also, for the first time in, uh, well, that the Astros were penalized, they had a strike three called on a, a batter not being ready in time. And that was somebody who should be very familiar with that. Somebody who played in triple a last year, who should be used to pitch count. And that's Yiner Diaz. And apparently he was not staring at the pitcher at the time that the eight second mark passed. So he got called out for strike three and he didn't argue he knew the rule and he was like, Oh, Okay, so he just uh, sat down. So this is the first time that an Astro has been penalized for this. So definitely something that uh, to look at. I think I had a quote from him. Hold on. Um, it's down here. Yeah, so he said, I guess I just looked at the pitcher a little bit too late, and it was past the time. I don't think it would be issue in the future, that situation there. I think I lost a little bit of focus. Obviously, it was just a 3-2 count just battling there and just lot lost a bit of focus. So it's going to happen in a game. You're going to lose focus. You're going to, there's, I know he did that last year in triple a, but you have to imagine this is 
he's still fighting for a job. He's still fighting for either the backup catcher or the 26 man on the roster, a backup DH backup first baseman. So he's trying to be a superhero out there. And it just, unfortunately it didn't work in the situation for him. So overall I, the future is bright for him. A lot of people uh, think that because he's a better hitter than, than Corey Lee, he may have, he may be the favorite to win a job out of spring training, but um, I still think that Corey Lee may be the favorite just because he is the better catcher defensively. But I think the difference between the catchers uh, in terms of defense is not that much. So Corey Lee had that big double today, and then Diaz had that strikeout, and that wasn't official. I mean, yes, it was an official strikeout. So you had um, you had a stolen base. Bannon had stolen base, and Kyle Tucker had stolen base. Kyle Tucker, the more steals he has is, um, I mean, during the regular season, of course, is going to help him get that extension he wants, uh, get the year and get the AAV he wants. But he also had two hits today. So maybe he's um, going to get into a groove um, after complaining about the pitch clock being not uh, not long enough. I think he's going to be fine. And I think he's going to be able to uh, to hit into the shift and uh, like beat the shift. But the question is, will he still have the same power he did? I'm sure he will. But there's a lot of um, a lot of names to look at. Jose Abreu got hit today, and uh, Jake Myers, like I said earlier, had a hit. Um, you had uh, McCormick get two walks, and so then David Hensley he played shortstop today, which is a big deal for the Astros because you need somebody to play shortstop. I know um, that. Uh, Dubon could technically play shortstop as well. So you definitely need somebody to be ready to play shortstop in case you need to give Pena a day off or two. So um, I think that this uh, we're seeing some good signs from this team. And they're two and two so far. Who cares? It's just spring training. It doesn't matter. Um, it's spring training. All, all we can look for is what's going on good. So um, let's go ahead and see what y'all – I'll go ahead and close out the show by just taking some of y'all's comments. So B VZ love says that Cal Tucker bats 300 this year. I think that's a case. Um, Chris Gale says that Cal Tucker go 40, 40 if he wanted to. Yeah, I think so. I think he had a good chance to um, uh, go. Uh, what was it? He had, he, I think he was like three steals away last year from going, um, getting 30 steals last year. If I remember correctly, let me look. No, he was uh, five steals away from getting 30, 30 last year. So, yeah, he's perfectly capable of doing that. So I think that's a big issue. Colleen says that uh, she's not a BLAC fan. I don't know if a lot of people are. I know Brett said that he helped the Astros a lot last year, came in as a kind of a lawn reliever, a, um, a three-inning guy. So, I think if he makes the team this year, it's going to be as that. So, um, so um, Haynes threw out somebody too. Um, so yeah. So why did why did Tucker miss his arbitration hearing? I don't. Why did he lose it? I don't think he missed it. I just don't think he lost it. So I think he was there. I just think that there's just a difference of opinion and stats. Um, that's what he said. He thinks that uh, the Astros value certain stats over what Kyle Tucker thought 
was important. So that was the difference of opinion there. And he kind of said that earlier. So um, Carl says regulars don't play a ton in spring training, not beginning anyways. Yeah. You see them just kind of getting in some playing time. Like, in fact, I was surprised that in Jose Abreu's first game, he played as long as he did, but he's Jose Abreu. He's kind of a trooper. He just likes to get into experience. And so I think you're going to see that. Uh, what else do we have? Um, I don't think somebody says uh, that Alvarez needs uh, heavily padded gloves. I don't think it's him getting hit. I think it's just, there's just a soreness. And so even if he wore heavily padded glove, it's just when he hits a ball, you're still going to feel it. So whatever is causing him the pain, I think he's going to still deal with it. So I think they're just going to uh, just wait till he feels good enough to swing the bat. So th- that's, that's who I thought you said. Uh, yeah. I, I thought, I thought you meant, I was like, who's Haynes. I was looking at the lineup. I was like, who's Haynes. Yeah. He meant uh, Diaz. Or, sorry, Colleen meant uh, Diaz. So, yeah, Diaz had a good throw in that game before as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think the catching situation, if next year is going to be Diaz and Lee, if if one of them becomes a great hitter, I think the Astros are going to be good because uh, I don't know if Martin Maldonado will be back, especially after what the Astros did. They try to get a replacement for him. So I don't know if the if uh, Martin Maldonado will be back. So I'm excited about the rest of the spring training. Who's going to win the 26 man on the roster? Is somebody surprising like uh, Blanco going to win a spot in the bullpen? Uh, who's going to be the uh, if the Astros need a six starter in May? Who would that be? Is it going to be Belak? Is it going to be? Uh, Forrest Whitley, is it going to be Seth Martinez? Is it going to be Brian Abreu? Is it going to be somebody else? Uh, so there's just so many storylines to keep up with on the Locked on Astros podcast. And so make sure you, you keep on following us every day and make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. And we'll keep on giving you up all the updates on Alvarez, whatever we get, if we can, if a HIPAA allows us to, or if Dana Brown gives you the actual update. So uh, we'll see what happened. No. Uh, if Maldi won't play, I'm saying he's a free agent this year, uh, after next year is what I meant. So, um, yeah, I know I keep on bringing up Brian Abreu, but I really think he'd be a great starter, but no, I think that he's probably gonna be a reliever, but, um, so that's all I got for this edition of the lockdown Astros podcast. Thank you for all the compliments and go ahead and give us a thumbs up on YouTube and make sure you subscribe to us. Make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, check out the Locked On Astros podcast. And we'll be back tomorrow with another edition. And I'm sure Brett will be back. And um, for myself, Eric Heisman, for Brett, H-Town Wheelhouse, we are the Locked On Astros podcast. And Ghost Rose.